You've been told that hiring more staff is the solution to improving efficiency and scalability in your healthcare business. But what if I told you there's a more effective and streamlined approach? It's time to break away from the inefficiency cycle and discover how virtual assistants can improve your business, providing increased productivity and streamline your operational process. Healthcare entrepreneurs, are you ready to rewrite the rules for your business so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while creating a positive social impact? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Provider's Edge. I'm your host, Sabrina Rumbach. I'm a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. Let's open the gateway to profitability for you today. My guests and I help healthcare entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and startup founders like you break through barriers so you can control your business, control your life, and control your future. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Sabrina Rombach, and today we have Beth Lachance here with us. She is the leading expert of the group Reva Global. They are a virtual assistant provider for medical practices. Hmm. This is actually should not be a novelty concept for some of you since we're taking a lot of our services online, especially through the pandemic. Now, I have known that many practices are doing the hybrid sense of care plan, and therefore we can really leverage our admin stuff and uh, other type of care that does not need to have a physical body sitting in front of your office. And so they are providing services to medical practices where they trained virtual assistants in medical tasks that allow practices to be more efficient and scalable. They have over 300 assistants in the Philippines. So I'm so excited for us to bring this topic because we know how we work in a healthcare space has been really tough. We've been losing staff left and right. Even the ones that we love to keep, somehow they're leaving as well. So it's a tough environment to even just dealing with patients in the first place and then thinking about how do we keep our staff satisfied and being with us. And so this is a great a solution to solve some of our staffing problems. So I'm glad to have you here, Beth. Yes, thank you so much for having me. And what an amazing, beautiful introduction to this topic. You did an amazing job, really captivating, grabbing all the pieces of you know how this works so well. So thank you. Yeah, I'm glad that you're here to talk about this topic because I know there are various of virtual care out there, both from disease management, patient um, biometric tracking, uh, looking at even some people doing precancer, and as well as diabetic teaching or COPD monitoring. There's so many different pockets of type of care that has moved into that virtual round. Yes. And so I would love to hear uh, your background story of how did you found this to be the niche that you wanted to get into in the healthcare space? Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much. So, well, it all started with, I entered the virtual assistant space just a, a little over four, four years ago. And 
My background is entirely in medicine, all medical background. And once I entered the virtual assistant space, I immediately knew this was a great space for medical virtual assistants. And it, and it, and it was, there was an absolute need. However, having that said, when I launched this just over three and a half years ago, um, Pre-pandemic, the conversation looked very different with practice managers, with um, with physicians, um, with large practices uh, that are owned by private equity groups. The conversation was very, very different. Enter in the pandemic, and like you just discussed and mentioned before, we've all learned very quickly that it is possible to have remote staff and be extraordinarily efficient and do the job and do those jobs well. And so this really made the conversation just really change from pre-pandemic to during the pandemic and now post-pandemic, the conversations are just really, really different. And it's not, okay, can this really be, be done? But more or less, like, how can it be done and how quickly can we get a virtual assistant or team of virtual assistants into our practice? And so that's a very, very different conversation to have. So the strategy sessions that I have with practice owners or physician, small, smaller physician groups, it's a, it's a fun one. It's really a consultative approach to where are the pain points in the practice? Where do we see where we can help you in your practice? Or where do you think would be the best fit for virtual assistants within your practice? Because not every practice has the same pain points and not every practice runs the same. So, um, so yeah, so that was just a, you know, an idea of kind of how I got into this field, you know, the driving force behind it. And then of course the pandemic really, really just catapulted it into the next, into the next platform. Yeah. And I, it's interesting that you found this niche even before the pandemic happened. Uh, and uh, did you have like your personal experience with like, oh, wow, this is the focus that I need to because uh, this is such a big issue? Right. I mean, I was in the medical industry in the pharmaceutical space um, and also in the surgical device space. And I spent most of, you know, more than 20 years in and out of medical practices and needing to find how I can be a consultant within those practices, but also really paying attention to what's happening behind the scenes in a medical practice, right? It's not just the patient care in terms of the time with the physician. There's a lot of administrative stuff that has to happen behind the scenes in multiple departments just to touch that one patient. And I really paid attention and paid attention well. And so once I kind of saw the inner workings of how a virtual assistant could work, I knew that this was absolutely possible. Some of the hefty, heavy, hefty lifting that happens within the medical practice from some of the, you know, the people that you were having those seats, the nurses, the mid-level practitioners, the medical assistants, they're doing a lot of the administrative piece. It's pulling them away from patient care. It's part of the patient care has to get done, but it's pulling them away from that white glove service or really paying attention to what needs to happen on the medical piece. So, uh, you know, having my knowledge and kind of what I've done and paying attention in the background. And also I had to jump in and help. Uh, and a few of the practices that I was um, a sales rep in, I had to do insurance verifications for them to get my product, you know, in patient bodies in the operating room. And so I learning and knowing how to do that behind the scenes and knowing how time consuming those things are, that's not something that your mid-level practitioner or your nurse should be spending their time on. And so that's kind of what, what kind of drove me behind the scenes to know this is possible and it will be an, a huge benefit to medical practices. Right. When we gone through school, graduate school, do not teach you anything about business. This is a crucial part of HR, the right resources to solve the right problem. Um, what we learned and been trained really well is figure out the medical problem that need to be solved. And then how do you 
verify your own thought process, that's it, and then giving the solution to your patients and then family member and be able to educate them enough to have a yes to that treatment and then following through on that. However, beyond this, that's just a bucket, right? That's just a service delivery. But once service has been delivered or even before, right, how are people coming into your door? I talk so much about with these healthcare executives and startups leaders is relationship building. It's not just, oh, referrals. That sounds great. How are you even building these referrals? Or you wanted to have this whole magical campaign. Who's doing that to you? Who's writing the right copies for you? And then let's just say you have a great amount of patients coming to you. You're at a place that you don't even need to skill, quote unquote. Right. I don't think anybody will say that, but still. um, And (laughs) then once you carry out this treatment, what about afterwards? Um, And sometimes it does not take a provider to actually check on the patient. It can be a virtual medical assistant or virtual, hey, just triage these problems, checking in with people. And then plus all the stuff that you have mentioned with prior authorization. Oh my goodness. Right. All these time consumption that cannot be built. But if we don't do that work, then the practices don't get built at all. So these different areas to keep someone sustainable. So you keep your doors open, you keep your patients happy and keep your staff actually get paid so they can stay with you. Right. (laughs) That's that's just the basic core. We're not even talking about the higher level performance where we have to think about how do we keep them satisfied so they don't leave us. And don't get burned out. And then yes. so they don't leave us. Right. And, and this is a solution really have to think now outside of the box to get to the bigger picture. So it's, it's awesome that you as a medical device and pharmaceutical, you can see so many practices, right? Yes. And uh, I have plenty of friends who are in that arena as well, driving around all over town, right? Yeah. All over the state. <laughs> Um, and getting up early, sometimes even earlier than us, right? Going home <laughs> yeah. as late as us uh, for the providers. And you see what they don't see behind the doors. Yes. Because you come from the industry side that most people are missing the gap. Um, so it's amazing for you to have that experience to, to see, well, there's a solution and build it. So how did you go about building and finding your 300 plus assistants? Yes. Yeah. Well, it all starts with the right internal team, right? Um, and that stands true for every every and all business. You have the have to have the right team to you know start building and, and constructing on. So, yeah, we we formulated the right recruiting team to recruit the right people with the right talent, um, the skill sets we would need to make sure that they were successful in the role. So, in the Philippines, you know, building our recruiting team, our sourcing team, we have an amazing training team because, of course, the training is part of it. IT, HR, our management. team, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes behind managing staff. It's just all staffing. And so making sure that we, you know, did a really good job of bringing in the right people and building those teams out the right way to ensure success of the virtual assistants that ultimately we'd be placing with our, you know, with our, with our clients. But um, I know you touched upon scaling and even though all of us, we know all of us feel the pressure to scale, whether we want to scale or not, especially in the medical industry, 
crunched by what the reimbursement rates are, right? So what you used to be able to get for reimbursement has now changed over the years. And so what you used to be able to do with seeing 35 patients a day, now you need to see 45 patients a day in order to be able to get that same reimbursement that you saw previously. All the while, then you've got staff that you're having to pay them more because of inflation or keep them interested in your practice and keep them happy. So that's the, the business aspect, and you touched upon it so beautifully about you go to medical school, you learn what you need to do in terms of providing the, the right you know, medical background and whatever you need to do to really give great patient care. But no one really teaches you the tools behind the scenes of, okay, now you also have to be a business owner. And especially if you want to maintain your own business and be a private practitioner and not be you know part of a larger group that's going to purchase you, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to know. There's a lot of management piece that is really hard to do. And staffing is usually the biggest pain point for single practitioners or smaller practices that are, that are physician-owned that come to me. That is typically their, their biggest pain point is staffing keeping their staff happy, keeping them motivated, actually, and keeping them up to pace because doctors are naturally driven. They will see more patients. No problem. I need to see five more patients. Let's squeeze them in. We're going to do it. But the rest of your staff also has to see those five more patients every day and all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So we know as practitioners, we can push ourselves, see more patients, but that's also going to have a direct impact on your internal team. So we all feel the pressure to scale, even if we don't want to. And um, how can you do it when you don't have the physical space either? You've got one or two people answering the phones at the front desk. You don't have the physical space to add another person. You can do that with a remote virtual assistant um, and still be able to provide and give the same level of care. So there's, there's, there's ways to be able to scale without really, really hurting the budget without really having to make an impact in terms of having to move your space or even change the way things are outlined within the practice um, to allow for the physical space. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to be able to get the staff that you need and also keep the staff you have. So you talked about that. Keeping the staff, the really good staff that you have and keeping them in place is your number one priority. How do you do that? And we as practitioners have to, you know, or our office managers need to spend that time really looking at the tasks that your, you know, mid-level practitioners, your RNs are doing, your medical assistants, what are they doing? How are they, how is their time spent? And are there things in their job that they don't like to do? And it's kind of poking the bear. You're asking someone, well, what don't you like about your job? Like nobody likes to ask that question, but you may need to, because if you don't want to lose them, you got to know what don't they like about their job? And is there anything that they don't like that you could delegate and get off their plate so that they would really enjoy their job and so that they don't job jump and find another position somewhere else that is going to be just the tasks and the things that they really want to focus on. So that's also the part of the medical virtual assistant services, like bringing in an additional uh, you know, uh, medical virtual assistant can really help with the practice that's already in place, with your, with all of your uh, staff that's already in place that you don't want to lose, but they're overwhelmed. They're bombarded with the admin work. They're bombarded with insurance verifications and sitting on the phone for hours with the insurance companies. They're bombarded with prior authorizations. They're bombarded, bombarded with billing and appeals and all of that, you know, if you're still managing all of your own billing. So there's a lot of pieces that have to take place on a daily basis to see these new patients or to keep your existing patient base and to keep your staff happy. So we have found that we're not just for the scaling practices. That's not, we're not being only utilized for scaling. We are really being truly utilized for practices that are already overwhelmed and don't want to hurt their budget don't have the physical space to add more people, 
but they need the people. They need more additional staffing. So that's where we're finding a lot of our growth is also in that, in that marketplace. Right. Beth brings over 20 years of experience in the medical industry, including pharmaceuticals and surgical device space. Through her observations of the inner works of medical practices, she recognized the need for virtual assistance to ease the heavy administrative burden placed on the healthcare professionals, such as nurses, mid-level practitioners, and medical assistants. Beth's first-hand knowledge and understanding of the time-consuming administrative tasks inspire her to create a solution that will free up valuable time for healthcare providers, allowing them to focus on delivering exceptional patient care. A quick announcement before we move forward. If you are a healthcare entrepreneur or tech founder looking to accelerate your social mission and increase profitability, don't hesitate to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Let's schedule a time to chat and connect to see if we can take your healthcare business to the next level. All right, let's keep moving forward. And then um, do you see that you like uh, or you see more of these being allocated to the private practices or the larger physician group versus the hospital side? Oh, we are diversified in all. So I get the single practitioners that are a small one practitioner with, you know, three medical assistants and a nurse. And that's, that's, that's all they have in-house. And then we've got the large hospital systems that are large medical practice groups that own 50 physician, you know, 50 physician practices, right? Um, and then also hospitals as well. And we also have businesses that have utilized us that their focus is only, you know, reimbursement, or you had mentioned some of the remote care that's available, you know, handling, you know, patients from home, and they've got whether it's an iPad, or they have some sort of digital DME product that they're using at home, that's feeding information directly to the practice. And then our virtual assistants are overseeing that whatever the data that's coming in from those uh, from the DME. So yeah, we're being utilized kind of all over the map. I mean, it's not just large physician groups or hospitals. It's single practitioners. We, I mean, we, from large to small, we are within all. Right. So really you coming in to do that assessment to figure out what are the gap in staffing and yeah. uh, help them to fill that gap. I think your point is very crucial as we always talk about peak performance and anything, right? It doesn't matter if you're executive, the founder, how you value your time, what do you need to do and cut down decision fatigue so you can perform and have the higher ROI. That yeah. is different from the clinician who's seeing patient only, right? The day-to-day thing. And they don't really want to think about the management side because they feel like that's a burden versus your managers and how they are finding and evaluating each individual team members or leads within the practice. So it's a top-down approach, but it doesn't matter where which level you are. We still have to start thinking about how do we shift our attention to what needed to be evaluated, improved, and then delegated, then decided upon, then final step is doing. We can't just jump all the way thinking about all the tasks, right? If we're so task-driven, then our brain gets very easily fatigued because that does not connect to a purpose, to a mission, to what drives those individuals 
to want to do more for you. It takes that whole person away and become just a tool. So the the way that allocating the right resources at the right time is very crucial. And I'm glad that you are able to be in those puzzles uh, places. So I'm assuming uh, you guys are all throughout the country since um, a staffing is virtual. They don't have to be really <laughs> attached to any location. Correct. Exactly. Yep. So we're nationwide, which is fantastic. Um, and uh, another really important point I think that's to be brought up is that our medical virtu- virtual assistants and working with Reva Global Medical, we do things the way you want them done. They're an extension of your practice. So if you hire one medical virtual assistant or you hire 20 from us, we are working within your tools. We are working within your process flows and, and the processes that we helped you build or that you already had built out. So we're doing it your way. And the virtual assistants are really an extension of your staff, an extension of your practice. So you're not outsourcing, you're insourcing, but you're not bringing physical bodies into your practice. They're just remote. So I think that's another really great way to think about it because outsourcing has such an ugly connotation out there overall. And also the thought process is, oh, well, you're not going to necessarily be able to utilize someone at a higher level. And that's not the case. All of our medical virtual assistants have a bachelor's degree, a bachelor's degree either in nursing or something within the medical field. And so they're higher level thinkers. They're able to handle the the workload that is uh, delegated to them. Um, And then they've got a full support team here behind them with Reva Global Medical with our client service managers that are managing them on the day-to-day. The other great piece about this is that we do the management. So even though you may need to add medical virtual assistants or an extension of your practice, it comes with a manager. So we're managing the day-to-day, making sure the VAs are coming in on time, making sure they're hitting productivity levels and the KPIs that you set and we set along with you, right? And if there's any blips in that, there's any issues, somebody's consistently late, we handle that on the HR side and our on our side. We do all the coaching. We do the handling of that. And yeah, and, and so it's such a beautiful way to be able to get what's needed within your practice but it's not then going to bog down your practice manager or yourself as a physician. If you are a small physician group and it's you and a, and a mid-level and that's all you have in your practice, you're not going to also then want to handle the issues that might come up with additional staffing. We handle that on our end. So it's really a nice way to come together as, you know, we're, you know, we can be the staffing, but also really do the management piece and just make sure that the work is getting done. And then our client service manager is responsible for reporting that information back to the client. So back to you, you know, back to the practice on what are the productivity levels? What did we see? How many dropped calls? How many missed calls for the day? How many new patient intakes were taken in? All of that sort of thing. So that you know exactly what's happening on our end. And then we can fill you in if you need an additional VA. Or if the VA isn't busy enough, what else can you delegate? How else can we help you? Because the VA isn't fully, fully busy enough. So that's all part of our role on the management side. Right. And then so we can uh, switch a little bit uh, quickly. Um, We all technically and realistically running a big business. And then for you to be able to handle hundreds of staff, and how are you keeping everything sane? And what are the challenges (laughs) that you have uh, when you're thinking about uh, management in your own internal so people can learn about, oh, this is something I haven't thought about, but those are the challenges I can actually overcome. Sure, yeah. I I think that, you know, for us, we have just under a thousand VAs total company-wide. On the medical side, we have just, just over 400. So we, you know, we've just done a really great job of 
scaling and scaling the right way with the right people. And then also kind of creating what that tree should look like in terms of, in terms of management. So from senior operations managers to operations managers, to then the client service managers, then the VAs and every other piece that kind of comes in those ancillary um, roles around those, those different departments. Um, so yeah, with staffing, there's people problems every day, right? I mean, imagine, you know, like staffing is people problems, right? So, um, so of course, that's just part of what we do and, and what we tend to do really, really well. Um, we have an amazing HR team. Our management team is top notch. And so we take the burden of those people problems on us. And so that doesn't filter through to your patients or to your medical practice. Perfect. Exactly. It's about um, you're, you guys are the expert. You're going to deal with those uh, internal issues because you already know how to. And then doesn't take extra time and headaches for other practices to deal with the, uh, the new hires and then or switching those staff. So, uh, of course, this show is also about how do you enjoy your life and yes. build a business sustainably. So what are some ways that you find that to be more balanced and in control? Yeah. Oh my God. Talking about balance. It's so interesting. I just had this conversation this morning with my senior operations manager. She sent me a proposal yesterday at the end of the day about what her new schedule would want to be like, I just, and trying to get more of a work-life balance. And we all, we're so driven. All of us are incredibly driven people. You're not a physician or a practice owner for, for, for just no reason, right? You're driven. You want to bring great patient care, but you also are a really hard worker we lose sight of having that balance, right? That And that balance is so incredibly important. And that's something I had to get really good at because starting a, a practice, you know, starting, you know, uh, the medical virtual assistant business was extraordinarily time consuming, a lot of growing pains because we grew very, very quickly. And so there wasn't a balance. So trying to make sure that, especially going into 2023, we want to grow. Everybody wants to grow to a certain extent, right? You want to hit different, whatever those goals are. And it might be more, not maybe more patience. It might not be more money. There's just different ways of growth, right? Um, in order to do that, we need to make sure that we're really, really taking the time for ourselves, our families, and having that work-life balance so that we can decompress and our minds can think a little bit clear, more clearly when you do step back into that office on Monday morning about what needs to get done, right? How can we overcome any challenges that come up? So yeah, that's, that's been interesting as a business owner, <laughs> work-life balance, but it's something going into 2023, all of us need to really be refocused on post-pandemic um, because during the pandemic, we really, all, all of us really worked to, went, went to work even harder than we ever imagined. Um, and especially in patient care, we did. So um, so anyhow, having that said, yeah, getting that balance, it's, it's a transition. It's a commitment. It is a commitment to make sure that you can do that within your business. But that's also, if you can transcend that and bring that into your medical practice to the people that work for you, and you make sure that they are balanced, that was my conversation with my senior operations manager. She has not been balanced. She's been extreme, and she loves what she does. She loves working here and she loves what she does. But I'm very aware of what it can do in your personal life, what it does to your brain, what it does to your body when you really are only all focused on work at all times and working many hours. So it really shows that you value the people that work for you if you bring that to them and you're like, look, I, I can see that you're, you're working more than your 40-hour work week. You're consistently here 50 hours a week. Um, what can I, How can I help you? What do we need to do? And is that something that's important to you? Maybe you like being here 50 hours, but 
you know, being able to bring that back into your practice, you can salvage those relationships with the people that are working so hard for you, for your practice, showing them that you care about their work-life balance. And so that was part of that conversation this morning with my senior operations manager. Um, you know, I want her here for the long haul. You want your staff there for the long haul. You don't want them to leave. You don't want them to feel um, like they want a job hop or even look. You don't even want them looking, right? You want them to really love where they come to work and feel fulfilled and not overwhelmed. So that's a great conversation for the beginning of 2023. I think we can all have with our staff. Right. As a driven individual in the healthcare space, sometimes it can be hard for executives and founders to lose sight of what could keep them going sustainably. Beth shares her own experience as a business owner and highlights the need to prioritize self-care, family time, and loosen up to think more clearly and overcome challenges in the workspace. She recognizes the value of supporting and showing care for the team members and promotes a work environment where they felt valued, fulfilled, and not overwhelmed. Making a commitment to work-life balance benefits both individuals and her medical practices. Ensuring long-term success and nurturing strong relationship with dedicated staff. Don't miss out an episode. Subscribe to our podcast today on your favorite platform to get the latest insights. Together, we'll rewrite the rules for your business and create a positive social change in the healthcare industry. All right, let's get back to the rest of our show. And then that's uh, at the end of the day. Uh, it doesn't matter if you hire virtually uh, or internally. That's the uh, type of the right people connected with the right resources and then attached to the right talent. And that's when people feel more fulfilled. And then we have to be able to continue to feed into that by having continuous conversation. So I so appreciate for you to bring that up. Uh, also showing that internally, it doesn't matter what type of business you're running, we have to do that across the board to keep ourselves sane and then value our own time, our own energy, <laughs> yes. and our own effectiveness and creating that social impact we all want to deliver just because you do it differently. And that's okay because those uniqueness, your way, maybe it's the right way that fit you. It, you don't have to learn 10,000 ways that worked for other people. Uh, we can all grow and then we can all learn and collaborate together. But at the end of the day, we have to figure out who are top-notch people in our organization and make sure everyone is supported. Uh, so I appreciate you for being here. Um, I know this is a big topic yeah. that we can always talk a lot more. Uh, so how can <laughs> people find you? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm easy to find. You can go right to our website at www.rivaglobalmd.com. We just recently changed that. So rivaglobalmd.com. And there's a place where you can click on create to have a strategy session. And that's basically just a meeting with me and or one of the people in my department. And they can meet and discuss some of your pain points in your practice on how you could potentially utilize medical virtual assistance and, uh, and get up and running. So, and it's just a strategy session. 
You may not be ready now. You might be ready to jump in right away and we can help with that immediately. Uh, but sometimes it's just a conversation to get going about, okay, how can this be done? And how have you done it? And we can answer those questions about how we've done it at different levels um, in different different departments. So yeah, so that's easy to find me and you can click on and create that strategy session and we can have a discussion. Awesome. I so appreciate your time and thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, we know you can be doing anything and you choose to spin up with us. As their creative force behind River Global, Beth has played a crucial role in integrating virtual systems into the healthcare industry. Her innovative approach serves both the medical staff seeking a job satisfaction and the general public craving for exceptional healthcare services. Here's a quick summary of the six major points we discussed. Number one, the need for efficient staffing solution. Best recognize the need for virtual system in medical practices even before the pandemic. With the shift toward hybrid care and the increasing importance of administrative tasks, businesses are embracing remote staffing solutions to enhance efficiency and scalability. Number two, scaling and managing practices and your business. Retaining talented staff members is crucial for any business success. Best highlights the importance of identifying tasks that staff members may dislike and finding ways to delegate those responsibilities. Number three, maximizing business efficiency. Traditional medical education often overlooks the business aspect of running a medical practice and organization. Virtual assistants can assist with time-consuming tasks like insurance verifications, prior authorization, billing, and appeals, freeing up valuable time for medical professionals to focus on their patients. Number four, benefits of virtual assistants in medical practices. This is not only enhances the quality of patient interactions, but also boosts overall business productivity and patient satisfaction. Virtual assistants provide a cost-effective solution for staffing problems and can help these business entities navigate the evolving landscape of healthcare. Number five, diverse applications of virtual care. Virtual care has expanded to encompass a wide range of applications in the healthcare industry. From disease management to patient biometric tracking, virtual care enables remote monitoring and support for various medical conditions, as well as patient engagement. Number six, the importance of building the right team and scaling effectively. Businesses must ensure that these assistants possesses the necessary skills and qualifications to excel in their assigned tasks. Scaling effectively and aligning virtual assistants with specific pain points within your organization enhances overall efficiency and effectiveness. Thank you for listening. Remember, the positive change we're seeking starts right here with me and you. If you're a fan of the show or if you are just having struggles or success that you're either experienced in the past 
or are experiencing now in the healthcare industry. These matter to all of us. I want to hear from you. Visit sabrinarombach.com/connect and send me a direct message. Talk soon.